You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Robert Sanfleet. He's talking to me from Harlem uh, in the Netherlands. Robert, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you, too. Robert, what's, what's happening in your studio now? We're talking on uh, the 18th of May in 2022. Uh, we'll talk about your past work and other things, uh, but what's happening yeah. in, your, in your studio at the moment? Well, at the moment, I'm, I'm working on a, on a series of paintings, which I will call, yeah, it's a group of paintings, which I call uh, Le Jardin. It's French for the garden. And, well, still, for the moment, it's still uh, small paintings, uh, 80 or 90 by 80 centimeters. And I'm trying to figure out all the different kind of structures in vegetation of, of you know, of plants and, and grasses and maybe bushes or undergrowth, this kind of uh, structures, because I really like yeah, in, that in nature, if you, if you look at just a small piece of nature when you walk in the woods and you look to the, to the under, undergrowth, uh, I like all these different kind of um, structures and all these different kinds of uh, colors. And, and, um, and what I try to do is try to figure it out, how that works, and how I can find um, in the painting a sort of a painterly uh, equivalent of, of these kind of structures. So this is what I'm... So let's, let's yeah, talk about more of that, because that, 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 that there was the last show you had, at, uh, Peter Bloom was Anatomy of Color um, a yeah. year ago, and... How does it relate to that series? Is it approached in in, in a similar way? The the surface, the paint, the 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 process. Yeah, well, it's a little bit different because in that series, it was really the the topic was color, and every painting was about one color. And what I tried to do there was try to find the most, uh, uh, yeah, the best shape or the best form for each color. Uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm, yeah, I still think I'm a figurative painter, and uh, because I was so interested in the idea of color, even that I've been painting already for years, um, I realized that I'm not so much. I don't know so much about colors, and uh, I wanted to to investigate that and to figure that out, and that's the reason why I tried to make this kind of, um, yeah, how do you say it? This, this kind of investment about color. And for me, it's important how things, uh, uh, how I see things. And in, in color, it's, it was important how, how it, it comes to me. And I realize that color always comes in a form. And it's not only color itself, because then it's a sort of, then I should make an abstract painting, a monochrome painting, and, and I'm, I'm not able to do that. So, um, for example, the first painting in that series was called Grene which is called, it means green, and it was just the structure of grass, of, you know. Um, and so actually that painting is also the beginning for the, the, the garden series, the Jardin series, but uh, of course in the, in the Jardin series it's more about different kind of colors next to each other. And so that's how they follow up, more or less. Thank you. Let's, so let's talk about the Jardin series because, of course, this is a different way of looking at the world, too, right? I mean, I, I can't help but, but, but think about that in also post-pandemic terms. I mean, lately I've been thinking more about how our, our relationship to nature and the outdoors, or, or maybe just for me, but I know 
there's been other talk mm-hmm. about this has has changed since the pandemic, right? Where we could have always walked. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it has something yeah. to do with the, with the pandemic for me, but it was more that I was reading something from I thought it was Thomas Berry, and he was talking about the great that we we as humanity we are missing the great conversation, and he was you know that he mean meant that by that that the conversation with nature, you know, we are not able to listen to the sound of the of the water anymore. We're not uh, used to live with the wind or we're not used to talk to the trees, things like that, you know. In former days, of course, people were, you know, nature was very important for us. But now we're just living in cities, you know, between concrete and glass and steel and and we're not able to connect with nature anymore. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm just a farmer's son, you know. I grew up in uh, the countryside. And for me, nature has always has always been very important. But I realize that it's very hard to to make people aware of that. And yeah, that's actually what I want. You know, I want to make paintings uh, to make people aware. And uh, I'm I'm not a realistic painter, you know. And uh, so of course, I try to find what I said before, sort of painterly equivalent. And I think that's very important for me. You referred to your background as just a farmer's son. Uh, of of yes. course, that's a that's a very unique uh, background in in many respects. Most people that sounds like a relationship to the land and to and to the mm-hmm. earth that most people don't grow up with. For example, if your your father was a civil servant or or teacher or something like that, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I would imagine that that's also influenced how you perceive the world and and, and what is a. Uh, in a relationship to nature, in, in the sense that what is what is comforting, what is natural, what is what is normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of course, I'm also living in the city, yeah, so slowly it's also disappearing for me as well. But um, yeah, for me, the the feeling the soil, feeling the the uh, the earth, you know, is, is very important, and um, uh, you know, also the the influence and the energy of nature. Uh, for, for example, for me, um, the full moon is really important. You know, uh, my whole the whole process of painting is is always connected to uh, the upcoming moon. And I'm, I know, for example, that during the the week before full moon is always the best week to paint because then it's, it's easier to make choices and uh, the way you handle is more uh, accurate. Or in my case. And uh, when the when the moon is gone, or is you know, is how do you say that? Is um, um, after full moon when it's um, how do you say that in English? When it's, yes, it's waned when it um, yeah when it waxes and wanes. Uh, yeah, as it yeah, goes then, away. Then this energy is, is disappearing again. And uh, and after two weeks, you know, it's slowly, you know, when it's a new moon, and then slowly the energy is coming back, and then slowly, it's easier for me to paint. Of course, I'm painting also. Uh, on the other weeks, other day, other weeks of the month, but it's, yeah, in the end, I always finish the painting during full moon. That's uh, you know, I'm just. Uh, I'd love to hear more about that. Let's talk about more about the full moon in 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 the, in, in the show. Of course, you have a painting called Tangerine that that is yeah. is of a moon among other things. That was from 2019, but this this mm-hmm. effect the moon has. That, that you speak so specifically to at once sounds so, um, uh, makes so much sense, of course, because the moon has such an effect on the earth. 
but you're talking about it in terms of creative process, in terms of uh, mm-hmm. of something else, right? Which which I personally, you know, don't have a sensitivity to, but but that fascinates me. What does that exactly mean when you're talking about the kind of influence of the moon and how that um, is 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 appropriate or liberating or the right time to work? Uh, it, it's more to do with my personally um, personal uh, energy level that uh, during full moon, my energy level is much higher and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm more active and I'm more focused and, and, and I'm more able to, to make uh, radical decisions. Before full moon, after full, full moon, uh, this energy is a sort of gone and I'm a sort of lost again and I have to, uh, yeah, it, it's like, you know, with har- harvesting, uh, you know, of course I'm coming from a farm, so you can imagine that after full moon, I just have to work. You know, I just have to uh, plan to, to um, prepare the earth again, so prepare the things in my studio again, um, I have to clean up, you know, I have to organize my shit again, and then slowly I, 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 I can plant seeds, I can plant thoughts, I can uh, make next next steps in the studio, and I can make I can stretch a canvas. I can think about what to do, what will be the next step, and I can try things out. And then when it's full moon, and I'm, I, I prepared everything, and then uh, yeah, I can do the right thing. But yeah, maybe it's uh, maybe it's something I just you know it's it's in my rhythm you know that it works like that, but. <laughs> That's the way how it works for me. Well, that's fascinating. It it's just it's fascinating to me in terms of process, in terms of energy, and it also I, I think that kind of energy infuses your paintings. Now that you're you're talking mm-hmm. about that, and that's also a relationship to nature. So, I mean, yeah. without overstating it, is 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 the background on a farm also uh, mm-hmm. connected to that? Because I don't know a lot about it, but isn't there also farming based on uh, the cycles of the moon or? Or no, mm, not in these days, not really anymore. But uh, for example, you know, my father is eighty now, and and he still knows, you know, when the weather is changing. You know, he knows what to do. You know, uh, of course, in summer and in winter, that you're doing different things. That's that's very clear. But um, so the, I don't know if he's. I think he he's he's a kind of person. He's really Earth's kind of person. He really. He maybe can't talk about it, or he, he doesn't think about it, but he knows what to do. You know, he's just in connection with mm-hmm. with the nature, and of course, I'm I'm less connected with nature. <laughs> but this mm-hmm. is uh, maybe I have to bring it back to this uh, idea of of uh, the Jardin uh, theory because it's you know this is also sort of gardening on the canvas, as you maybe you understand what I'm meaning by. I, I do. I like that. Well, gardening on the canvas is a is a beautiful term and and sounds yeah. uh, physical as much as it's uh, uh, no, has but so it's many also other physical. associations. Yeah, it's it's also it's it's imaginary, but it's also physical thing. You know, you, you and and in a way you have to uh, you have a sort of image that you you want to uh, put on the canvas, and and but you have to do work. You know, to to get it there. And um, well, yeah. like a garden. I mean, a garden has a life of its own, also, right? We, we talk about yeah. having a dialogue with a painting, or paintings having a dialogue with each other. But a garden, mm-hmm. you're 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 partly in control, and, and and of course, mostly not. You're 
you're letting mm-hmm. it grow. Is there a process like that with the painting? That yeah, is, it's, um, a painting is similar. There are, there are a certain kind of, um, uh, how do you say that, um, structures which grow and certain kind of, um, uh, how do you say that, um, some are things you know you don't have to think about. They're just coming, you know. They're just uh, organizing themselves. And at the other hand, you have to to garden a little bit. You know, you have to help it a little bit. You have to push it a little bit to the left or to the right, or you have to make it another color. So that's that's the idea of gardening uh, on the canvas. That it's you know you have a thing which is is a sort of natural naturally growing because it's just. Uh, um, there, you know, because you know what to do, and 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 there's and there's things you, you can't uh, control. Uh, you let it happen, and there are things you are controlling. And yeah, I think that's that's also in in painting. You know, there are things you, which are more. It's really clear, and uh, you know what to do, and they are very um, controlled and rational. And there are parts, and especially, you know, the painting, the moment of painting itself is important because there you need a sort of freedom. There, you, there it has to be um, um, self-evident, if that's the right word, that it's just happening. But, mm-hmm. yeah, what you need is the, the, the right awareness and the right um, yeah, focus. Yeah. I don't know. Is it still clear what I'm saying? <laughs> it is clear. No, it is clear. I would yeah, yeah. tell you if it wasn't. Okay. That is clear, and it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and so, I mean, to get into the gardening aspect even more, um, as as with all materials, what are you what are you using? Is this a, a temper on paper or or oil? What are, what is the process mm, for this? Well, it's also egg tempera because I'm really used to to this egg tempera technique, which I'm already using for years. And and yeah, I, I just like the idea that it's an egg. You know, just the yolk of an egg with a little bit of oil, and you can put the color, the pigment with it, and you can add water to make it thinner. You know, it can make it thin like an aquarelle or or you can make, of course, you can't use it very thick like oil, but um, uh, yeah, I, I just like the substance and I like the the, the special surface of egg tempera. Yeah, so, I do too. And you know, speaking of things like like egg tempera and, and, and the moon and gardening, uh, the whole <laughs> process also, also has an almost yeah. alchemical feel to it, right? You're, you're, it is, it is a, it feels almost like a, a, a laboratory. Which, uh, I mean, in some ways, you, you've referenced in the past about your work being an ongoing investigation. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's similar to that, isn't it? It's, it's almost like a kind of alchemical cooking of some kind. The, the, the way you're describing yeah. it. Yeah, well, these are all elements which you have to, for partly you control them, you know, and partly you have to think about it. You know, I think as a painter, you have to think about the paint itself. You have to think about the image. You have to think about the spirit of it. You know, these things are all important to what you want to achieve. You know, if you, if you have a painting, people look first at the paint, then they see the image, and if it's a good painting, you can feel the spirit. So, yeah. So you have to to invest in all these elements. I think. Yeah, the way you talk about it, those elements in, in, in a sense help conjure. When you when you talk about, it, I, I love that description of a viewer's experience and with the potential of them seeing the spirit, which is something that um, sometimes happens and doesn't. That's a little bit of the the, the, the magic. 
Do you think you can see the spirit? Let's just question it. Do I think you can see the spirit? Yeah. In a painting? Um, I think you can feel it, right? You can feel it. I, you know, I, I don't know if I can see the spirit. I suppose sometimes there are, there's markers in paintings where something strikes me, uh, but I think even in abstract work, I mean, immediately I think of, you know, somebody like Joseph Albers or Rothko, who were the first painters mm-hmm. that I think I felt some kind of spirit in uh, of some kind. But to be literal, I don't know that I saw it in it, but I, it, it seemed like it was coming close to it. I think you can see spirit. This is, yeah, that's my, you know, but of course I'm... Um, but tell me uh, more about that. So how, 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 how like in the, in the painters that, that I mentioned, do you see spirit in, in their work? Is that something that you're yeah, talking sure, about it in a clear. formal way? Yeah, you know, for sure, that's clear. And if, if you talk about Rothko, for example, it's clear that you see spirit. Yeah. Uh, it, for me, for example, if I look at uh, George O'Keefe, I see spirit. That's right. very, very clear. Um, but there's also, if you think about, if I think about spirit, I think also about energy. And I have this very strange experience that when people coming in my studio and, and I show them my works, uh, there's this strange thing that most of the time they really, like the last painting I've been working on. I don't know what's the reason, but I think it has to do that there the the energy is still sort of visible. And and sometimes this energy, yeah, well, disappears, you know, and then you have just the painting. But sometimes this energy really stays in the work. And yeah, this is a sort of sort of um, a mystery, which, which, yeah, that's the most important thing, most important reason why I paint, that I really want to understand that. You know, how can you make a painting um, with this kind of energy, that the energy stays in the painting? And, yeah, yeah, so that's also where my beliefs come from, that, that, there must be that that you can see um, the spirit. Really, make it visible. You know. Yeah, yeah that makes that makes sense to me. Thank you, thank you for that. That's um, and that's a nice way to to end the interview. Beautifully said. I, I I wanted to ask you one more question, which is, what are you reading at the at this moment? Oh, I'm reading at the moment uh, the the first book uh, written by um, uh, uh, Robert McFarlane. Uh, you know him, Robert McFarlane. He's an, an sure. English um, uh, writer, and he uh, he writes sort of books about uh, traveling and about uh, uh, roads. And this first book is about the mountains, and um, this this book is uh, yeah in, in dutch it calls uh, the illness of height but i don't know the 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 title of um the the, the original title because i'm reading it, it, it which is translated but uh this is a book about the history about um hiking in in the, or, or yeah climbing in the mountains and uh well i, I like his style of right of um of writing uh, because it's one side, it has a sort of um, 
it, it gives descriptions of uh, of the nature itself on a very poetical way. Uh, and there's a side that he, which is more like history, and um, and yet what he can really combine all these different kinds of elements uh, together in very readable books, which yeah, I really like. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I, I know the author and haven't Robert read it. Robert McFarlane. Uh, you, you wrote a few. Yeah, books mountains of mountains of the mind is 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 yeah. might, maybe the title of it in English. Is that correct? Yeah, that is yeah. true. Yeah, mountain of the mind. Yeah, mountain of the mind. Yeah, that's correct. Beautiful. Well, yeah, that sounds yeah, that sounds great. Thanks for thanks for that suggestion, and I want to thank you for the interview today. Thanks so much for spending your time with me. I really appreciated uh, talking to you and, and your work. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.